You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcasts. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows TRIO programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former TRIO staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with TRIO. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Amelia, for that wonderful introduction. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. In this episode, we are pleased to have Maurice Pittman, an advisor slash counselor for the Idaho State University Trio Student Support Services Program. Maurice is in the podcast to talk about his personal and collegiate journey. It was such an honor to have Maurice on the podcast. We connected via email uh, when we put the call out for students to share their story on the podcast. And for Maurice, this was a unique episode in that this was a staff member who is not only uh, just a staff member, but he was also a TRIO student. And uh, he, he has such a fabulous story to share with the audience because uh, when you talk about perseverance, uh, Maurice is definitely the definition of, of persistence and perseverance. So we really had a good time chatting, talking about uh, Idaho, talking about uh, his journey. And it was just an amazing story to hear. So coming up in just a bit, Maurice Pittman. If you'd ever like to be featured on Let's Talk Trio, please reach out and send us a message via Facebook, Instagram, or via email. Our email is Let's Talk Trio, all one word, L E T S T A L K T R I O, at gmail.com. Please consider being a patron at Patreon. You can look for us on the Patreon website by searching for Let's Talk Trio podcast. Any dollar amount really helps us out, it helps keep the podcast going. Without further delay, here's the interview with Maurice Pittman. Please sit back, relax, and two, one. Hey, Trio Nation. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio podcast. My guest on the podcast is originally from Los Angeles, California, was first introduced to Trio at California State University Bakersfield, earned his bachelor's degree in psychology and communication, attained his master's degree in counseling with an emphasis in student affairs and school counseling. He currently works for the Trio Student Support Services Program at Idaho State University as their advisor slash counselor. I want to welcome Maurice Pittman to the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Maurice, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am, I am honored to be here. Um, like, really. Thank you. Thank you the, for having me. 
absolutely the honor is all on this end and i'm so glad that we were able to connect uh over email you sent that the email and i was just like super happy to get that email and get you on the podcast so i've been looking forward to this interview you know i i gotta say you know i gotta say originally the email was to pump up our executive executive director because i I wanted you to interview her (laughs) (laughs) yeah because she's been so impactful with, with, with our program and so forth, uh, Sari Byerly. Um, and I was trying to give you like a background of how I got started. And then I yeah. just kept writing and writing. And then I kept second guessing, like, this is really long, you know. But <laughs> I, I got to say, originally, I, I want to give a, a, a huge shout out to Bernadine uh, Buki out in New Mexico State. She's the one who gave me the inside of, 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 the, of the podcast. And Bernadine, uh, she's my uh, trio pen pal out, out, out in New Mexico State. So I'm giving her her plug. So thank you. Bernadine, right thank you. you yeah. Huge shout out from Maurice over there. Uh, also, Maurice, just want to let you know, we had Sylvia Sanchez on the podcast earlier. I didn't make the connection that she was a student of yours until she uh, we were going over the script and she said, oh, yeah, Idaho State University. And I was like, wait a minute. And then I put two and two together. I'm like, oh, she's she must be over where Maurice is at. Yes, Sylvia. I mean, I'm sure. So, so you've had the interview. So, mm-hmm. Sylvia is an outstanding student. She just graduated. I mean, three point eight three GPA. Wow. I mean, she has two kids. I mean, her story is impactful. I mean, she's a great kid. I can't actually. I can't wait to to, to listen to what she has to say. I got in touch with her, so I'm going to be talking to her a little bit after this and and telling her how I did here. And so, right I'm on. so glad that she reached out to you guys and and all that good stuff. Her story was phenomenal and it was amazing. So uh, she gave you a huge shout out for all the work that you've done with her and uh, everything that she's gone through and now to be uh, looking into a master's program. That's amazing. It speaks to the work that you all do. Nice. I, oh man, like when I hear stuff like that, it, 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 it warms my heart because, you know, sometimes our job is, is, is thankless. Not, not, not that I'm looking for a thank, a thank you or anything like that, but because like, all I want is this for the students to like buy in, you know, like, like trio is something that, that it, it's been so good. It's a good, it's a great program. It was good to me as a student. And you'll hear more about it once I get in, into my, into my origin story and so forth. But I mean, she's, she, her story is just great too. So I, I know that trio works straight up, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Maurice, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, we were doing pre-show a little bit. You said Idaho is a different place. How is Idaho? Can you describe uh, where you're at and, and your state? Yeah. So, um, and I'll get more into how I actually got to Idaho, but um, um, as you may know, just from the map, um, Idaho, it, you know, it borders, you know, five states in Canada. So, you know, it's Canada, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, uh, Utah, Wyoming, Montana. So I'm on the Utah side. So I'm three hours uh, from Boise and about two and a half from Salt Lake City. Oh, wow. And, and about an hour from Yellowstone. So, oh, wow. Um, so it, it, the, the university is a beautiful university. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a great uh, place to be. It's, it's small. It's different. You know, coming from Cali, you know, it's, it's, it's I don't know. I, it, it's hard to describe. <laughs> like for people who haven't been here because people think when they think Idaho, of course they think potatoes, you know, sure. they don't think, they don't think anything else, you know, like when I first got here and I'll tell you my story later, I, I kept thinking Iowa the entire time. 
And I'm yeah. like, it can't be Iowa, it's Idaho, you know, and I couldn't picture it, you know. Um, but it's a beautiful state, and uh, and I'll tell you more about it, I guess, a little bit later during my story. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, one of the things that you were telling me um, with uh, Idaho State University, uh, and I didn't realize that you all have a state, un- a state university, so what part of, um, you kind of alluded to this already, but what part of Idaho is Idaho State University located in? Got it. So we're in the southeast uh, of Idaho. So we're in a town okay. that is city called Pocatello, and um, um, and it's a it's one of the bigger cities in um, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a couple of universities. You know, of course, we have Boise State. You know, we mm-hmm. have University of Idaho and Lewis and Clark and so forth. And right. and um, at Idaho State, um, we have all trio programs. So we have everything you know we have vub ub ub math science ets eoc sss McNair. i mean we have it all so i mean in, in our smaller university we have every trio program so we get to see a lot of things happen at, at our school right on and it sounds like a lot of stuff is is uh, really right with current events going on uh protests and and all of this how how are you doing and how is idaho doing in the midst of everything that's been happening, not only with the protests, but with COVID-19, how has that impacted your town? Yeah. So I'll start with the COVID. So um, with the COVID, you know, um, it, it didn't seem like it was going to be a big thing because it, it, it was, it was, it seemed like it was in, in another country mm-hmm. and then it kind of hit the, and then it kind of hit the, you know, New York and, and the border States. And, and I don't think Idaho thought it was going to be that much impacted by mm-hmm. the COVID. Um, because th- there weren't many cases at the time. Um, and our university um, uh, started to put things in place, like, okay, you know, let, let's, let's have the students have an extra um, spring break until we figure out how to deal with the COVID. And mm-hmm. TRIO, you know, we were taking precautions. You know, our, direct, our executive director, Sari Byerly, was like, hey, okay, guys, start working from home. So <clears throat> in March, you know, I'm thinking, okay, it'll be like two weeks. I'll be back to work. And no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still here, um, mm-hmm. at, at home, uh, mm-hmm. working. Um, but, uh, we're persevering through it. I mean, like we're taking precautions to get back to a, a normalcy. So, uh, our university will in the fall, um, go back to in-person as opposed to everything being online. Oh, and yeah. We're, uh, yeah. So we're preparing for that. So we'll be going back to work next week and anything situated for the students and, and getting our offices situated and ready and, and uh, COVID-19 precautions and all that stuff. Um, and to answer the second question about uh, what's been going on in, in, in the world, you know, um, I got to say our university um, has um, really wanted to stay ahead of, you know, the everything and with, with the Black Lives Matter. You know, we, we don't have a huge uh, minority population, meaning Blacks and Hispanics and natives and so forth. But, mm-hmm. um, but they did want to address that. At least they want to address, you know, that, that we're here, you know, we're supportive and within trio, same thing. I mean, very supportive because of course our population are minority students, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that everybody feels safe and secure and that, and that we stand, you know, behind you. Um, and as an individual for me personally, um, you know, it's not much going on up here. Like as far as like protests, I mean, we've, we've had peaceful, people, you know, um, uh, walking around, you know, with their signs and, and so right. forth. And, 
in the northern part of the state is a different thing. They have, they have their guns, and but that's a different part of Idaho. Yeah. Um, but, but personally, bro, just to give a brief insight, um, you know, growing up in L.A., you know, I, I was in college when the L.A. riots happened in 92, and my mom was just moving in to California during the Watts riot. Mm-hmm. And um, this is something that I have seen in my community, you know, with, with um, cops abusing um, innocent black men and women and Hispanic, you know, men and women, not just, you know, not just blacks I mean people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something that I don't want to say it was normal, but it was more than average. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was something that we felt that it was an isolated event, but when the LA riots happened, things started to be kind of like nationwide and stuff started to come to the forefront that this stuff was happening. And of course, now with things going on, you know, you're, you're seeing on TV and social media and, and people are, are angry, mm-hmm. you know, and they want injustice. They want it. They want to know what, what can they do, you know? And this is, this, this is not an isolated event. This has been going on for years, you know? Um, and, and it's not just, you know, you know, white on black crime is black on black crime. It, it, it's, it's, we're killing ourselves, you know, and our communities. Uh, and it's, it's a sad thing, but I'm glad that people, are realizing that they have a voice and they can make a difference by, you know, Black Lives Matter. And, you know, and this is not just because of, of an election year or because this, this is, this is kosher or it, it seems like the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. And for some people that they may feel uncomfortable about talking about Black Lives Matter, because, you know, of course there's white privilege out there. And, and of course there's, there's also, there's first generation students that are white, um, and, and low income and so forth, but it's, it's still different being a minority that's first gen and or low income <clears throat> and living, <clears throat> living in the community that is poor or um, that's impoverished or whatever you want to call it. Um, it. It just, it just adds more. And I mean, that's a whole nother, I'm sure subject that we could talk about. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, but um, because, you know, you, you see signs that say, you know, well, all lives matter of course, you know, but right. it, it, it's, it's not just that, you know, when, when there's an underserved population that, that are in jail or that are, or, or that are getting killed at an alarming rate, um, it, 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 something's going on. And I guess when does a little black boy, black girl, brown boy, black, brown girl, when do they become a threat to someone? Is it five? Mm-hmm. Is it seven? Is it 10? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like when does that cute little person become something that someone's afraid of, you know? Um, and, and I think it's just generational and systematic uh, stuff that hasn't been, you know, generational times that have been cut, you know, and through education and through, you know, student people being models in their, in their, in their uh, communities mm-hmm. and people getting, getting into the politics. I mean, people of color getting more into politics and trying to make a difference that's where we can make more of an impact, you know, uh, and being a good citizen, you know, just in general, being kind to one another. I mean, the list can go on and on, man. Absolutely. Maurice, I think you've touched on on a lot of great points and things that are going on around this country, especially when it comes to uh, racial profiling and how that works out with law enforcement and uh, years of uh, systematic oppression that happens. And uh, I, I will put a disclaimer out there that for me, it's, it's still, I'm educating myself as a Latinx uh, person, person, male, and still learning more about systemic oppression that 
it's, it's out there. And for part of the population that still doesn't recognize that that's baffling for me. It, it is, you know, um, you know, and I'm still learning too, you know, like, like there's parts of my, you know, of my family that were enslaved, you know, and, and, you know, and, and my family doesn't like talking about it, you know, because I, I hope that we have moved on, but deep down they ha- we haven't, you know, and, and when you think about it, it's not just, you know, people say, well, get over slavery. Slavery was X amount of years, hundreds of years ago, you know, but it's not just that. And it's not about, rep- you know, rep- reparation. It's about the systematic oppression that has happened. And it's not just, through like slavery, I mean, slavery, but it, it's through education and through mm-hmm. segregation. And I mean, all these things that were put in place, even though we were seen as free, we were still put in places to where we couldn't thrive. And so we had to rise above it. And, and I'll get into that more in my story of why education was Absolutely. so important. But, but that is why, you know, my family really stressed education and, and as a means of, of um, being being seen as, as normal, you know, or, or as a person, I, I don't know how the, the, the correct words to say, but, um, systematic oppression is still going on is, is, and, and, and when you buy into it, you don't even know, you don't even know that you bought into it. Right. And, and, and that could be seen as, you know, maybe the type of music you listen to or, or, or views you may have of certain things. I mean, to each his own, everybody's different. Every single person is different. And, um, when you, when you wake up, you know, you realize, oh my gosh, like, you know, I was being oppressed on this level. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like if you've ever seen the movie and I'm dating myself here, um, school days at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. um, uh, Dap, you know, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, he says, wake up at the very end of the movie, just wake up, wake up, you know, and it's to everyone to just wake up and to see that it, it, it's people were being oppressed all around. It's not just here. It's everywhere, you know, and, and you have to wake up to realize how can you fight it? You know? Absolutely. Maurice. Well, thank you so much for uh, allowing me and just uh, giving that space for us to talk about that heavy conversation. I know that it's uh, definitely a growing conversation and it's going to continue going especially uh, during this election year. And it's going to be super important, uh, but I did want to transition us to, um, really your beginnings, because as we've are already a, a little bit alluded to, uh, the beginning of the podcast is really your, your start and how your college journey even started. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself pre-trio and share, share with us your origin story? Sure. Um, so I got to start with, you know, when I, like I said earlier, when I initially emailed you, I was trying to give you my backstory in order to talk about someone else. And, and I second-guessed it in the email, and, and, and like I told you. But, but here, any, it, here, anyway, here it is, you know. <laughs> so, um, again, my name is Maurice Pittman. I am originally from Los Angeles, California. And uh, growing up in L.A., if you can picture, I grew up uh, kind of in the, in, the, in, a, in the area of 60th and Crenshaw and Slauson and Overhill. Um, 60th and Crenshaw was where, you know, a lot of Crips were and people would cruise Crenshaw. I mean, we, we got the gambit of everything there. And, um, it, I mean, I grew up, uh, in a single parent home. Uh, my mom was, uh, a teacher. My mom and dad both were teachers. Uh, um, my mom worked in Compton, the Compton Unified School District, and my dad worked in the LA Unified School District. 
and they were married for about 10 years before I was born. And then when I was born, they divorced about two or three years later. My dad moved on to Chicago and um, it was just, like I said, my mom didn't remarry, no more kids, just me. And, um, you know, growing up, I, I really didn't know I lived in a bad neighborhood. You know, we all would ride bikes and skateboard and play hide and go seek and, you know, go to the beach when, when we could. And, and um, but it wasn't until someone told me, you live where? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not like real. You know, they're like, uh, I'm not going there. I'm like, why? It's fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, but like I said, you know, I grew up in a single parent home and, and my mom, you know, she did um, <clears throat> kind of the best she could raising a kid in that environment. Um, my mom was originally from Mississippi um, where she had 12 siblings and, and grew up on a farm and, uh, and, you know, I, I am not first generation. My mom did go to college. Um, she earned her degree at Alcorn State University. Um, and so did some of her siblings and so forth. Um, but um, education was always talked about in our home, in my grandparents' home, in my, in my mom's home. It, it was almost like it was, it was, that, that was, that was it. I mean, like there was no other thing. Like education, you're, you're going to college. So, um, like I said, it, was, it wasn't nothing foreign. It was, it was something that we talked about in everyday conversation. Um, and so, uh, I went to private school, Catholic school, um, right there on 60th and Crenshaw, mm-hmm. um, St. John's the evangelist. It doesn't really, the, doesn't really exist anymore. The church is still there, but the school grounds, if you, if you know the news with, with, with the Nipsey hustle, he was killed, um, mm-hmm. on, uh, 60th and like, or on Crenshaw and Slauson, uh, where he's getting a haircut, but there's a mural that that's put in place on 60th and Crenshaw where my school is the big mural of him. And that's where I went to school at. But, um, but my mom sheltered me a lot from what was bad out there. She kept me in school. She kept me in sports. I mean, she kept me in the summer going to, you know, going to Boy Scout camp, Cub, Cub Scout camp, church camp, whatever, whoever would take me, that's where I was going. Yeah. And, um, and my mom always worked with me in the summer. I was always going to summer school to make sure that, I was, I was staying up on things and then I wouldn't lose what I learned in school. And, and I had a lot of, um, I guess, difficulties in, in, in school. I mean, they weren't diagnosed at the time. I was, I'm sure it was probably ADHD or AD, you know, some type of ADHD or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, she was always there to make sure that education was at the forefront of everything that was in my life, basically. Oh, wow. Right on. And in, in kind of dovetailing into that uh, conversation, since college was already ingrained on you and and it was already present in your family. um, My next question was going to be, how did you know you wanted to go to college and uh, what college did you identify ultimately? Sure. Sure. Um, So knowing that, you know, I was, was, we were going to go to college, you know, because like out of, having my, you know, my mom having 12 siblings, there was always a bunch of grandkids and there was three that was in my age range, you know, so we always hung out when I would visit Mississippi and um, we would always talk about, well, what do you want to do and go to college, you know, and and um, one cousin chose Xavier University in New Orleans and my other cousin went to school in Atlanta and I, and, um, and I was supposed to go to Alcorn State uh, where my mom went because they wanted all of us to go to a, an uh, HBA, you know, a historically black university. Um, but I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to go that far away from home. So um, uh, <clears throat> my college, I guess, story is, is 
to be brief. Um, so before that, you know, that acronym, you know, the, the word trio, there was always mom. So mom mm-hmm. always talked about college and we, and we would go visit colleges. I mean, just to go, you know, because it just seems something normal to do. We would go on a Saturday and go to like, you know, UC Santa Barbara just to go look at the beach or just, you know, walk on the campus. And, and my mom was pursuing a master's degree at the time. So I would go, you know, at where she went to school and walk around campus and so forth. So it was, I was always on some type of campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I guess, uh, I, you know, college kind of chose me. I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go to, to USC, for example, you know, um, I didn't have the grades for it one, but, uh, but how I chose, how college chose me or how I chose college. Um, my senior year of high school, my grandfather passed away, passed away. It was my mom's dad. And um, he was like my father figure growing up. And my senior year, I spent the majority of the time in Mississippi uh, with the family. So I kind of missed almost my entire senior year. I remember going to school like the first semester, like, you know, October, November, going, going back to Mississippi for Thanksgiving through Christmas and then coming back in, in January. And then he passed away in February and I was gone from February all the way through basically May. Mm-hmm. So when I came back, I kind of missed, you know, you know, those college tours and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and, um, and I came back and it was time to grad. I remember I had prom, there was graduation and then grad night and then boom, I was done. Um, so when it came to those college things, um, uh, I wanted to go somewhere kind of small, um, somewhere um, close to home, but still have independence. Um, the first choice was California State San Bernardino. I had an uncle who lived out there, um, but um, I chose not to go there. I wanted to go somewhere where I could start new and just be myself and be and just start new. So I chose Bakersfield. Um, my mom, her cousin, knew a guy that he went to college with that was a director out there and says, Hey, I know a guy in Bakersfield. I think Maurice would be cool out there. Mm-hmm. So basically I graduated college. I went to grad night and then maybe two weeks later, I started a summer bridge program at Cal State University Bakersfield. Oh wow! And, and then that's, that's how I started. That's how college kind of jumped in my lap basically. That's awesome. And so that transition to that college experience, uh, how did you come across the trio programs? How, how, how did that path eventually come out for you? Awesome. So, uh, so, uh, with the summer bridge program, basically, you know, at the time, uh, it was a program for students who, um, they were on the cusp of, you know, being admitted into college. So <clears throat> they may not have had the, the, the greatest SAT or ACT scores and the grades in high school weren't maybe the best, but, but the summer bridge program was kind of like to see if, Hey, if you can make it here in the summer, then you can make it at a four year university basically. And so <clears throat> every Friday we had a forum with where all the, all the students would get together with all, you know, with the RAs and different people on the campus. And they, every Friday we would have a different person from, the campus talk about what they did, you know, as far as resources and, and so forth. And I remember this, this guy walked in. Um, so this is the nineties, you know, mind you. And he had, he had his hair slicked back. He had a little, he had a little rat tail in the back, you know? <laughs> and, and I'm thinking uh, <clears throat> like, who's this, this black guy, you know, like, like I really didn't have black males 
uh, as teachers, I had one in eighth grade, Mr. Gillespie, and an Italian guy we called Rocky, but his name was uh, Mr. Vermada in seventh grade. But I never really had a, a, a you know a black male in high school, no. And in college, I'm like, oh my God, is this a black guy, you know? And I was like, I got to listen to this guy. And and the first thing he did was this mnemonic ev- uh, device where he memorized all of our names, like like a hundred kids' names, like right off oh. the bat. Yeah. And then that was the first thing he did. And then the second thing he did was he had a stand up and he says, look to your left, look to your right. Okay. You know, and he goes, these people will not be here in a year. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa. I'm like, uh, okay. I'm intrigued. Like I'm going to be here. Right. You know, uh, I gotta be here, you know? And so he starts talking about trio. He goes through the history of trio. Um, he mentioned that he was a trio alum when, you know, where he came from. And so, you know, if, if, if that's the case, so he was probably in trio like in the, you know, late sixties, early seventies, maybe the eighties. So, you know, he was almost probably at the, almost at the forefront, you know, as being as yeah. service. And so he mentioned all about trio and I, honestly, bro, it went through one ear and out the other, honestly, um, <laughs> <laughs> to be real. I mean, okay, sounds good. Yeah, it's all good. You know, right. And, um, and then, you know, bridge happened and, uh, you know, he gave his speech and then he left and then of course bridge ended mm-hmm. and the fall started, uh, fall semester or the fall quarter. So I was on quarter system at the time. And, um, I remember I wasn't, I wasn't doing the best, like, you know, it's your first time away from home, really, you know, um, and you don't know, you don't know what to do or how to do it, but you, you're just kind of going through the motion because you, you've met friends and so forth. And this is before computers. So I wrote, I wrote my mom a letter because at the time she was in Mississippi and I wrote her a letter just saying, mom, I want to come home. I don't think college is for me. Um, I'll give it a try, but I don't think I'm going to last, you know, I mean, Mm. not in so many words per se, but my mom read between the lines. She flew back from Mississippi, drove down to Bakersfield, which is about two hours North of LA. Mm -hmm. And um, so again, this is before, you know, computers. She looked in the phone book, found the president of the university's name in the phone book went to his house. Whoa. They were having a barbecue or dinner or something. And uh, as the story goes, she knocks on the door. And uh, mind you, my mom is from Mississippi. She had her church hat on and she was ready for business. Yeah, Yeah, she was there. Yeah. Yeah. And she knocks on the door and, um, you know, I I think his kids answer the door and they go, mom, dad, some ladies at the door. And she looks upset. And so the mom comes, uh, Dr. Arseniega's wife, can I help you? She says, my baby goes to your, you know, to your, to your husband's <laughs> school and he needs help. That's all she said. And she's like, honey, um, get to work. You basically. Yeah. And so, um, you know, my mom tells Dr. Arseniega the story and, uh, he says, well, how, how about you stay here and have some food? I'll go talk to Maurice. Where's he at? You know, and so I was living in the dorms at the time and, you know, it's Saturday mm-hmm. um, and, you know, it was probably, it was probably a party going on, I'm sure. And um, the president of the university is at my dorm and I freak out and I'm like, whoa, whoa, oh what my are you gosh. doing here, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he says, 
which one of you's son is Carolyn Pittman? Like, who, who, you know, I'm like, oh, uh, that's, that's my mom. He's like, your mom is at my house right now. And she is enjoying the barbecue that my wife has made for me. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. He goes, come with me. You know, we're going to get to the bottom of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, we, we talk it out, basically. He goes, okay, come to my office Monday morning. Uh, we're going to you know, get you situated. We're going to get you services. We're going to get you help. And so come Monday morning, we're in a meeting. It's my mom. It's the president. It's um, uh, Dr. Hill, which is somebody who was a counselor from counseling and testing. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman from um, Disability Services. And then, a, and then that guy from the summer, Donald Towns from Trio. Mm-hmm. And they go, Maurice, this is your team. This, these are the people that you, that you need to lean on, basically. Okay. And I'm going to be your mentor. And Donald will, will be like the, 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 the liaison. You, 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 you will, will report to him weekly about what's going on. You'll have counseling. We're going to see about disability services and so forth. And then we'll meet once a month to make sure, you know, that you're okay. And then he looks at my mom, Miss Pittman, is, is, does that suffice? And he goes, she goes, yes. And then um, she says, I'll be back on my way. I'm going back to Mississippi. Maurice, you're in good hands. You're not leaving. Have a good day. And she left. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I start meeting with Donald Towns. And, he's, and, and, we're, and we're not even talking about trio. We're just talking about me, like where I'm from, what am I all about? And we started just talking and, um, and we realized that we had a lot of similar things in common and, and, and that's where the, the relationship started. Um, and that's how I got involved with trio SSS. He was the director over SSS and, uh, ETS. Oh, wow. And I think that's what they had at the university at the time. Yeah. So I started out actually just helping, like I would come and sweep and just kind of be around him and, yeah. and see what does and, and meeting all the other people, you know, Johnny G Watson requested Laura's name. I'm just name plugging for these people that these people impacted me when I was young. And then I just started to volunteer. Yeah. And, and then he's like, well, I can probably get you a job if you want a job because you seem to be helping out all the time. I go, sure. So I started out w- with a work study job, you know, working with uh, trio. And then I was, uh, and I was also a SSS student as well. Yeah. So, so, so that, that's kind of how it started. Wow. That's amazing. That's so far it's been like a journey for you. So uh, all these experiences after you started receiving the support, did you feel a little bit more engaged with the campus? So here's the thing. No. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) I second guessed everything, bro. So basically in my head, I was like, well, I'm too good for this. Like, like Maurice, like, nothing, like, so for example, with, 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 with the disability stuff, I was, uh, I had taken the test and they were telling me, you know, Maurice, you're, you're, you have a mild, probably ADHD, you're probably dyslexic, but mm-hmm. we need to do more tests. So before I could be diagnosed with something, I left, I never went back. I, I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be stigmatized as somebody with, with a problem or an issue. Mm-hmm. So I rejected it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but I kept working with trio as far as, you know, with ETS. Um, and I kept, you know, being around trio and so forth. And they would always offer, you know, of course they offer tutoring and advising. And I, I, I would go to tutoring 
Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, I end up talking to a girl and I get sidetracked and, and I wouldn't take advantage. Mm-hmm. So it, it basically it was a, it was a bunch of, of like self-sabotaging things that, 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 that led me to like my things happening in college. So, mm-hmm. um, I was dismissed from college on three separate occasions. Oh, that, that must've been defeating and deflating. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, I started out very good and, and, and my pattern always is, has been, you know, in the, in the beginning, you know, you're making your calendar, you're putting your tests in, you're studying, you're reading, you're doing really good. And then in the middle, you slack off, slack off, slack off. And then, like, when, you know, finals come, it's like, oh, my God, I, I got I to gotta truck back up, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, basically, um, uh, so, I, again, I started out very remedial, like, in the bottom of the barrel of classes and worked my, worked my way up to summer classes so I could be on, the, on, on a normal track, whatever the normal track was. Um, and I started out in pharmacy. My university didn't have pharmacy, per se, but I wasn't doing chemistry. Mm, and I was doing okay. very well. My, I was doing very well my first year. Doing, you know, I did okay in biology. Did pretty good in chemistry. But when it came to organic chemistry, I could not pass organic chemistry. Mm. I, I had tutors. I mean, I had all these things that were put in place, and I just didn't take advantage of what was put in front of me. Mm. It was almost like that meeting that my mom had with the university. Like I just forgot about it. I didn't even. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I just rejected it, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I guess I just, I didn't want to be seen as that, as that guy. That's, that's, I, I can't even explain it, but I just self-sabotage myself basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, I remember like the first time getting kicked out, um, I was like, oh my gosh, like they kicked me out, you know, like, like, like it was almost like it's, it's me, it's, it's Maurice, you know, like. Like everybody knows Maurice, and, and mm-hmm. it was like I don't know if, if you've ever seen Van Wilder. Like he was like this. Oh guy. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was like, I'm Van Wilder. Everybody knows Mo. Everybody knows Maurice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're kicking me out of school. Like this is not right, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so this is before computers. So the letters kind of went in the mail. So I didn't know for a while. So I was, you know, I'm starting school. I can't figure out why my classes aren't registering. Mm. And, they're, and they're telling me, Maurice, you've been dismissed. Oh, and I'm like, what? Yeah. So oh. I, go to, I go talk to Donald. And he's all, yeah, Maurice, like they've been trying to get a hold of you since like the summer, you know? And so, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, 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 like my mom's going to kill me. Like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I, I got to get back into school, you know? Yeah. So he goes, no, don't, you know, no worries, you know? So, you know, he wrote me a letter. I, I wrote a letter. I went through the hoops to, you know, get back in. It was my first time. So it really wasn't much of a repercussion. So I got back in. Okay. And I'm like, cool, I'm good. You know, so then for that, for the next kind of year and a half, I'm doing okay, doing okay. But I get to my Achilles heel again, which is organic chemistry. And I fail it again, which causes me to get kicked out a second time. Oh. And then the second time I'm like, okay, um, something ain't right here. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I'm having my meetings with Donald and he's like, Maurice, have you been tested for, you know, you, the disability thing that we talked about? Have you gone to your meetings? I'm like, no, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, Maurice, um, tell me 
have you ever had any internships with chemistry? I go, nope, I've always done, you know, trio, going to the high schools, working with kids. He goes, Maurice, like, it's simple to me. You should just change your major. What? Like, I was like, no. Like, my cousin and I made a pact uh-huh. that, that we were going to be pharmacists together. Uh-huh. We were going we to open a business together. We were going to make our families proud, make money, and take care of our families, you know? Yeah. And he goes, Maurice, chemistry is not your thing. Like, he was like, bro, no. Yeah. Simple. Change your major. Mm-hmm. It's simple. I'm all, no, 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 no. That's not it. Yeah. They don't like me. They don't like me, you know, Donald. They don't like <laughs> yeah. me. And so I remember I, I took a year and I went to a, uh, we had a JC nearby. So I was taking, you know, junior college classes just to build my GPA back up. And I got mm-hmm. back in for a second time. Mm-hmm. And now, again, I'm in organic chemistry once oh, more. Yeah. One more time. One more time. So this is, you know, now probably the third time. So if you think about quarter systems, I've taken it nine times, bro, if you think yeah. about it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So you've yes. taken this class almost nine times. Yeah, almost, yes. Yeah. And so the new teacher, and he goes, um, we're, we're taking the final, and I've already, uh, I'm already going to fail it, basically. It, and he, he takes me outside. He goes, you know, you know what, Maurice, you're a good kid, um, and you're going to fail. I already know it. But he says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to give you a solid. He goes, if you bow out right now, I'll give you a C minus. Mm-hmm. I'll pass you, but just leave. Like, like change your major, basically. Oh wow, like that? Yeah, cause, yeah. Because 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 he, he knew that I was you know I was having these jobs with kids. He he would see me during the summer in different programs, and um, I go, you know what? And I was stubborn. Mm-hmm. I said, if I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna fail big. And I went back in and I failed the exam and got mm-hmm. another F and got kicked out. For the third time. For the third time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And so um, so I'm in Donald's office again, and he's like, Maurice, um, I can't keep writing you letters. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the committee knows you by first name. Like, they know who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, you got to do something different. Like, like Maurice, like, this is serious. Like, no one gets gets kicked out of school three times and comes back. Like, like not, I mean, like, why are you, why do you keep coming back? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I want to get my degree. Like, that's all that, that my family talks about is school. Yeah. Earning a degree. And I'm like, and I got to get it by any means necessary. He's like, okay. All right. He goes, Maurice, um, I'm not going to write you a letter. They want to see you in person. Like everything, everything had been in paper the last two times. Yeah. They wanted to look me in the eye and, and talk to me. Basically. So now you're going to have to go in front of the committee. Yes. Oh, wow. And so I go in and I'm like, and I'm, I'm super nervous. I mean, he's there with me to, you know, to, to talk on my behalf if, if they need me, but they want to hear from me why I'm so stubborn basically, because I talked about in previous letters that I'm going to change my major. I'm going to do this. I have these goals and so forth. And so I think the third time I, uh, I went to a JC again to build up my GPA and I had taken, um, a psychology class and for some reason it clicked. I don't know what it was, but it was something with taking both psychology and sociology that made me say, Maurice, like, this is it. Like, this is what you've been doing the entire time working with kids and, and, and learning about yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. 
like all the stuff Donald was saying and my professor was like, uh, yeah, you know, and, but, it, but I guess I had to realize that I absolutely, needed absolutely. So, so you really woke up to that part of you that said, this is where I'm, this is where my path is leading me. Even after so many attempts of organic chemistry and trying to be a pharmacist, it was really pointing you to a direction of you work really well one-on-one -on -one with students. Yes. Right yes. On. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was. Oh, okay. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So just just to finish it up. So um, once they let me back in the third time, I talked with the committee. They said, "Okay, okay, then we're changing your major right now to psychology. We're going to get you in touch with Dr. Rienzi, who's the who's the chair, and we're going to get you situated, basically." Yeah. And so we had our meeting, and she goes, "Maurice Pittman, I have seen you around campus." I have seen you, you know, playing hacky sack and volleyball and with all these different, you know, ladies. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now that your favorite word is going to be no. And I'm like, what? Oh, and wow. <laughs> she tells me, she, she tells me, Maurice, I already have a room in the library reserved for you with your name on it. So you can study mm -hmm. in the library and mind you, I got fired from the library on my first work study job for talking to many people for talking oh. too much. So they already knew me there. So, yeah. um, she goes, she goes, Maurice, you're going to tell all your friends. No, you're going to buckle down. And she goes, Maurice, do you know what GPA you need to graduate with? I go, I don't know. A 2.0. She goes, yes, you don't have that. I go, Oh, okay. Uh -huh. She goes, Maurice, I've calculated for the next three quarters, you need basically straight A's to work oh, wow. your GPA back up to at least at a bare minimum of a 2.0. So mind you, wow. if you can imagine how low my GPA was, mm -hmm. that I needed all A's to get up to a, just a 2.0. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yes. More, and so. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, and mind you, she said, Maurice, you're taking the all the hardest classes in psychology, research methods, oh. statistics, you know, wow. all that stuff that I didn't do, you know? Yeah. So I had to buckle down. I went to the library. I had to check in and check out. I mean, all those things, I, I, I had to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. And that's something mm -hmm. that I guess I never did with myself before. Mm. And so basically I, I got straight A's for three consecutive uh, quarters. I finished with a 2.08 GPA. Amazing. Yes. And I said, I will never come back here. Thank you. I'm, I'm gone. Thank you. Done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so graduation was the pinnacle of like, I I'm done. I, I, I like, I, I literally earned this sheet of paper, you know, mm -hmm. Like, like I was like ice cube in higher learning. I had been there eight years, bro. Like yeah. I, and I accumulated 630 credits. So I was a super, I was a super duper, 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 duper senior. Basically. Yeah. 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 Wow. So for the listeners, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with Maurice Pittman with uh, the let's talk trio podcast.
All right, and now we are back. Maurice has been t- talking to us about his journey through college and how he graduated uh, from college and everything that has happened in between. And Maurice, you have a fabulous story. It's, it's wonderful. Um, so what happened after graduation? Ah, so I vowed when I, when I told you that when I was on my last committee, uh, my last, my third, my, on my third term of being dismissed, that please let me graduate. I will never come back. You know, do me this solid. And, and I said it, do me this solid. Like, who says that with the, in, a, in a committee of people wearing suits and ties, basically? Yeah. <laughs> so um, after graduation, um, I got a job um, working uh, in, the, in the county as a social worker. Um, so I did social work, basically. I, was, I did many tours uh, within, within social work. I did, uh, like, adoptions. Um, I did kind of court review. Um, and I worked where I found, I, I worked with the kids where I, where I loved I did that for about seven years where I worked with the independent living program, which mm-hmm. were the kids that were going to emancipate out of the system. Mm-hmm. And at the time when kids turned 18, um, they put them out. Like there was, there, there was no program that gave them skills or a service. They were just put out in the street, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, somebody had a great idea of, well, how about we train these kids to, have a trade or to go to school or have a yeah. service, you know? So we would, uh, you know, take them, we had a partnership with the junior college, Bakersfield college, and we would, they would have classes where they would go to, and, you know, we transport and we take them on trips and, and, um, all that kind of sounds like trio basically, you know, we took them on trips and we, we, we did college readiness. We did SAT prep, ACT, mm-hmm. we did all that stuff, you know? Yeah. And, 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 um, and I was like, wow, like this is great. Cause this is what I, this is what trio did you know, and when I was in college, so this is almost an extension. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that for very many years. And, um, but when it would come to my evaluation, they would always ask me, well, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? Like, well, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm going to be here. I, I guess, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, so our university got, uh, the master's in um, social work program. And so many of my colleagues were going back to get their, you know, get their social work degree. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I went to school with this person. Like, if they can get a master's, I can get a master's. You know, it's not a big mm-hmm. deal, you know. Yeah. If they can do it, I can do it. So mind you, you know, 10 years have passed. So I, so I, was, I was with the county for about 10 years doing social work and kind of mental health. And um, and so when I, when I decided to go back uh, – to college, mm-hmm. um, after working, um, something came back to haunt me and it was my undergraduate GPA. Oh yeah. So that came back. That came back. So, you know, I went to an, informa- an informational meeting. I was kind of doing my research on whether it's going to be like social work or kind of a marriage family therapist, mm-hmm. but counseling really stuck out to me. I remember some, that's something that I, re- that, something that I was really good at. I thought talking to, talking to kids and getting help and so forth. And so I chose the counseling program at my university and I'm talking with the director, which was, Oh my gosh, you know, just talking to you. I think you'd be a great candidate for the program. And I go, well, you know, I had some troubles, you know, undergrad. Oh, you know, no big deal. You know what? what, I mean, I think the bare minimum was, was, was a three, five to get in for the, you know, to the program. So what, mm-hmm. what, 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 you have a three, two, three, one. And I'm like, well, 
let me tell you my story. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Oh my gosh. I, you, I, I mean, you, you can't get into this, to this program. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like now I get it about grades per se. Like, mm. like I should have done more. Cause I, I didn't know I wanted a master's degree. You know, you know, I, I didn't know that, you know, I thought it was going to work and that was it, you know? Sure. Sure. And so she goes, you know what? I like you. Um, and I'm going to talk with our, you know, our director and, and, the, and the Dean of, of, of the program and I'll get back to you. All right. Sounds good to me. Yeah. And, um, it turns out the Dean was my former teacher, Dr. Andrew. Oh, wow. So, so, um, files to her, she says, Maurice Pittman's back. Oh, I've got to see this guy. Yeah. So we set up a meeting and uh-huh. it was, the director of the counseling program and her boss, Dr. Renzi. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she says to me is you're back. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Funny how things happen. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like she remembered <laughs> those words. Yeah. Yeah. And Maurice, and I wanted so, to quickly pause just to introduce you to Emilia Castaneda. She is our producer and marketing manager. So Emilia, I know you're here. Uh, this is Maurice Pittman. He is with Idaho State University, the TRIO Student Support Services Program. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry I'm a few minutes late. I don't want to interrupt. Um, but just want to share that I am here listening and will also um, be marketing um, this episode as we speak. So. Thank you so much, Juan, for the introduction. I won't interrupt this anymore, but no, thank you good. so much for being on the episode. Hi, Amelia. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honored and happy to be here. So, yeah, thank you. So, Maurice, as you were saying, you were you had just applied to, to or you were looking into applying to master, the master's program. You were meeting with uh, the faculty already that already knew you, and they're like, oh, you're back. And from there, what happened? Well, and, and so the lady who was the, you know, the director of the program says, oh, do you know each other? And so Dr. R- or Dr. Rienzi goes to say, and she's telling the story of my undergraduate career. And, mm-hmm. and, and she's like, you know, this gentleman here was one of my former students. And he vowed never to come back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and here we are. And, she, and so, so now the, the teacher who, who was the director of the program was like, well, I, I think he'd be a great candidate. What can we do to, to try and get him in the program? I mean, I, I just think that, uh, like, on my word, like, like, what can we do? You know, she's like, yeah. you know, I'll kid you aside, I love this guy. And we're going to do what we can. So basically, um, I don't know what she did within her powers that be, but she kind of wiped out like a couple of old semesters of mine where I got like all F's, mm-hmm. which kind of built my GPA back up to like a respectable three one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which was still less, <laughs> you know, for the program. But um, they told me Maurice, um, of course, you know, you have to take statistics over in order to get into the program and you have to take, you know, I'll let you in on a conditional admin, but you have to take the hardest classes first, which was statistics, research methods, and something else. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. 
So she really threw yeah, yeah, they just threw you to the lines then. They were like, you're taking the hard ones first. Yes. She says, if you can get through this, you'll be fine. Okay. And so I got through it, got, you know, got the A's and then, and, and then once I got in, I vowed to myself that my master's education was going to be different. Like mm-hmm. I got involved, I got involved with, you know, like, um, like our region. I was like vice president. Like I wanted wow. to be an advocate for the students. Like I wanted wow. to help. I wanted to be a voice of you know, the voice, you know, and I thrived in my master's program. I loved it. Like, like that was probably the best time educational wise that I had as far as like, I see the value of education and having that foundation. And I loved, loved, loved my master's program. It, Amazing. I mean, wholeheartedly. So if I can, I want to really dive into that part. What aspects of the master's program did you really enjoy? Well, what I realized that, um, that what you put into your education is what you get out of it. Like that really stuck with me. Someone, I don't know if it was, if it was, if it was a professor or if it was someone, those words just stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Because undergrad was already a, a bust, you know, I, I couldn't do too, I couldn't do that much to, you know, I did my best just to get out of there. But with my master's program, I mean, I wanted to do more. I, I wanted to do everything I could to be a model person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, it just, that drive, and, and I kept hearing my mom's voice to, to continue on and, and wanting to you know, be successful. And by this time she had already passed, she had passed away with cancer a couple of years before. So she didn't get to see me, you know, finish with my master's degree, but it was something that was so ingrained in me that, that I, I wanted to make her proud and myself proud and Mm -hmm. the program proud that, that, that they let me continue my educational journey, um, that I would do anything for that program and, and for my university. And it was just, um, it was, it was, it was like, um, it, that felt like the first time actually graduating. Cause it, it, it really felt like I actually really, really, really earned that degree in a, in a good way. You know, that's amazing, Maurice. That's really, that's, oh, your, your, your story is just inspirational and how you've come, overcome a lot of challenges to get to this point. That is amazing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and because you've really touched on some great points that I was going to ask you about uh, those, those challenges and the experiences that you've had in college. And I feel like this is your triumph. Uh, your triumph is into the master's program. Um, as you went through the master's program, were there any other challenges or obstacles that were in your way? Um, honestly, it was myself. Like mm-hmm. I, I got over the fact that as an undergrad, I thought that professors didn't understand, you know, cause you know, for the most part they were, they were white. They didn't understand people of color. Um, you know, I, I was very angry, you know, like, Oh, you don't understand me. I'm black. And they're like, no, you, you're just not reading your book. You know, mm-hmm. like if you study, you, you do better basically. Right. When I got into my master's program, like the, the obstacles were me, I, I, like, and I didn't know the word, but I had imposter syndrome mm-hmm. um, for a brief bit, and, and I can expand on that on that later when I get to Idaho. But um, and I would talk to my professor, said Maurice, you've had the three hardest classes and got names. Like you're you're like we love people like you, students like you, like like you've persevered, like you're fine, you're a leader, mm-hmm. and I'm like wow, like like a leader, like like like. Um, 
my whole life, people have told me, Maurice, you'd be a great leader. You'd be, you'd be a great, you know, a great person. And when I would hear that within myself, I would be defeated. Like, no, I don't want the eyes on me. Even though I was an extrovert, I, 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 I did all these things, but I, I didn't want to be seen as a leader because to me, that's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and when we looked at leaders, you know, a lot of leaders were slain, you know, Dr. King and Malcolm X. I mean, these, like, those were the leaders that, that I would see, you know, and growing up, you know, yeah. you know, family. And they all ended up dead, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, not, not that that was going to happen to me dead, but right. just like, just, just kind of walking in that leadership role, I was afraid to do that. But when I started to, it was just doors started opening up and people like Maurice, like, where did this come from? Like, like, wow. Like, uh, I wish we saw this years ago or, you know, when you're undergrad or like, mm-hmm. like, 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 I wish your master's program was longer because you can do so much for this program and with the students and just, and so I started to walk in that leadership and I started to be like, wow, like I want to get, I want to get involved more and just do yeah. more for the program, you know? Wow. Maurice, that, again, such a wonderful story and everything that you've shared so far is it's inspiring. And, and a trio student will look at this and say, you've definitely have gone a huge, uh, right? You, you've taken this path that is just indescribable. And for a lot, it's uh, definitely inspirational. Um, can you just very quickly, in your opinion, can you tell me what does it take to be a successful college student, whether it's undergraduate or master's or PhD? Yeah. Um, I think to be successful is one to believe in yourself, like, um, getting in, you know, to the, to a university, like that's an accomplishment in itself once you get in, but the thing about it, okay, what happens now? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a whole, there's whole other issues, of course, finishing. Now the goal is to finish, you know, but, but to take advantage of your resources, I mean, like take advantage of your resources, know your resources, know how to use your resources and don't be afraid to use your resources. Um, whether that's trio, whether that's tutoring, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Um, and, and, but also kind of be well-rounded. I mean, like go to events on campus, go to game, you know, football games, basketball games, like, 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 it's not all about school. It's about seeing other things as, you know, meeting friends. I have friends from college that were still friends today, you know, from when I met, met from Summer Bridge and, of course, the my master's program and so forth. Um, so I would say, like, like enjoy college, um, utilize your resources, and, and don't be afraid of your greatness. Like, don't be afraid to be a leader or don't be afraid to speak out if something doesn't seem right. Don't be afraid to um, talk on behalf of someone else if, if you feel they are being oppressed or, or, or something doesn't seem right. Um, and, of course, if there's a TRIO program and you qualify, do it. Get involved. Get involved with, with TRIO. Yeah. So here you are in your master's program. Uh, you graduated with the, with the yeah, master's program. Yep. And uh, what was that? What was, uh, I mean, you said you, you felt the sense of accomplishment that you've really, really truly earned it. Um, after that, can you walk us through, uh, how did you end up in Idaho? Great. So the next step after graduation is of course getting a job, right? Absolutely. And, um, so if you've seen, you know, heard the story, I'm so far, I'm a career student, you know, I've been, it took me about almost eight years undergrad and then I did social work, but I worked with the schools, you know, with the kids. And so, and then got my, you know, went back to school, got my master's program. And then 
in the summers as an internship, I was working with, you know, with the summer bridge program. So I was, so I was giving back to the program that I started with, you know, when I was an undergrad. And I remember when I graduated, there was an opening at the university um, for an ETS position. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm going to give a plug to Jesse Quintanilla. He was, he was the, the director at the time. All my people had left and, you know, had moved on to other things. And um, he was the, the director and, I, and we knew each other in passing and so forth. And, and, um, and I applied to the job and I'm thinking in my head, I got this job, man. Like, and people kept saying, Oh, it's, you know, it's really hard to interview at the university. If you don't know someone or know how to interview, I'm like, Oh, I got this. Like I was in trio, like, like, I'm a shoe in, you know, and, you know, as they say, pride cometh before the fall. Oh yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I interviewed, I mean, I, I got an interview, which was, that was a, a feat in itself. And, um, and then I, I did not get the job. Oh, and I'm like, Oh no. Um, yeah. what am I going to do now? So, um, you know, so honestly I had to get a job. I got a job at a, at a discounted movie theater. My, 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 my boss was like a 22 year old guy. And I'm like in my late thirties by this time, mm-hmm. mid late thirties. And, and, and I knew this guy from theater. So I was doing theater the entire time as well. And so I was doing a theater show and my professor's wife just happens to see the show, this show. She was, Hey, your student was in this show. And so he was like, Maurice was in the show. Like, why isn't he working basically, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he calls me into his office and he goes, Maurice, why aren't you working? I go, well, I've applied to this job and it didn't work out. And I applied, you know, to these different schools, but, the, but they let go of the counselors because they, you know, it was a, of a budget crisis. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he goes, Maurice, um, have you ever thought about, you know, pursuing a PhD? And I was like, no, like I need to work. Like I've been in school too long. I got, I started paying these bills, you know, mm-hmm. it's all, it's all Maurice. I think you'd be great getting a PhD. And um, so he put me in touch with a student that he taught many years ago. Um, that was one of his, you know, mentees and now, and he was at Idaho state university mm-hmm. and he figured we had similar backgrounds. He was African-American, you know, that, that we click and we did on the phone. It was great. We talked like, and he says, you know what? And, and I, so in my head, I gave myself a year, you know, to kind of get, you know, take the GRE, work on my writing. And he goes, no, 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 no. Apply now. Like, I, I want to see you now. And oh, so wow. I go, and I, yeah. So I told my professor, he wants to apply now. He goes, well, Maurice, you know, our program was, we didn't write very much. You know, that's going to be a, a disadvantage to you. But I think you'd get in if I write you a great letter and he, and, and the words of, 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 you know, of my mentee, like, you know, you'll get in. I go, okay. So I applied, I had an interview and long and behold, I got in, I got into a program. Congratulations. Yeah. And so like, I was like, Oh, okay. What do I do now? So I, I told my wife, like I told Terry, Hey, uh, how do you feel about Idaho? She's like, Iowa. No, no, no. Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> so I kept saying Iowa to my professor, like <laughs> Iowa. I don't want to go to Iowa. He kept saying Idaho, Maurice, Idaho. Idaho. And so we, we, I came, like I said, I came here for the interview. It was, it was the first time I'd ever seen snow. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, we drove up here in the summer of 2011, started the program. And, um, and it was just six of us. We were in a cohort model. 
Mm-hmm. And um, mind you, like these other people to me were phenomenal. You know, they were getting published. They were teaching. They were doing all these things that I had, had not done. Mm. And um, once again, that imposter syndrome set oh, in yeah. and, and it set in hard. Like I'm, t- I'm telling myself, how am I as good as these people here? Like, I, I don't know how to write. I, I, re- I really don't like teaching that much, but all these people are, you know, they're writing, they're doing all these things that I don't, that I don't have. And my, my professor um, kept saying, Oh, we're going to teach you all this stuff. You know, you have three years for us to, you know, to, to form, to, to, to form you into what we want, you know, I go, okay, you know, I guess, you know, yeah. and so year one, I did okay. You know, I, I, no one, you know, no one told me anything different. I, you know, passed my stuff and, and then year two comes, I'm, I'm having a little bit of issues because we're starting to write. And now the disability issue comes back up. Mm-hmm. So I go to disability services cause I'm having trouble with retaining information and, and staying focused and so I go to the disability services and I, I break down and I tell him kind of how I, you know, my story, he goes, well, you're dyslexic. You have, you know, ADHD. It's, it's simple, you know, and, and, and sure enough, I went through the testing and sure enough, that's what it was. And that's of course what it was all those many, many years ago, you know? Yeah. And so, so, so when I finally, you know, says, you know what, I need help. I need help with my writing and what kind of, you know, for my reading, and, but by this time, I mean, I'm in a doc program. Mm-hmm. So they were like, you need to do this, do this on your own time. Like you, this program is accelerated. You just can't be having all this time. So I started to decline. And I mean, there were issues going on with the, you know, with the program to, be, to begin with that was out of my control. Mm-hmm. But, but by the end of my second year, you know, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And, you know, it was, they asked me to go and I had to go. Mm. And so I went, I was, I, my whole identity was this doc program. I, I didn't know who I was, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was depressed. Um, I got a job um, in the mail room, delivering mail on campus to the same people. So I would see my friends, you know, um, at, at school while I'm delivering them their mail. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was there for about a year, and my wife was like, Maurice, we can't keep living here in Idaho on a student salary. We need to figure it out. Like, like get a job. I'll give you a year. I'll get a job, or we're going – we have to make other arrangements, basically. Yeah. So almost almost the year is ending. Like I said, I have this job in the mailroom, and um, the secretary comes down – or the admin comes down to, to put up flyers. They're looking for – it was a job in Trio, and they're looking for an advisor for SSS. Mm-hmm. She goes, hey, Maurice, can you help me put up a flyer for, the, for, the, for this program? I go, yeah, sure. She goes, Maurice, we need help. Do you know anybody um, that has a master's degree in, in counseling? I go, yeah, I got one of those. And she's like, but you work in the mailroom. I go, yep, but I have a master's degree in you know counseling. Yeah. She's like, oh, my gosh, Maurice, you should apply to this program. You'll be great. And I'm like, there's trio here. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll apply, you know? Yeah. And I, mean, I said that with surprise because I mean, I, I, I had delivered mail there and so forth and, and it was very quiet. It, you know, it was just in an you know, office. And I says, yeah, I says, and my wife says, okay, Maurice, if you do not get this job, we, we are leaving Idaho. So I put all my, and I remember my interview from before back in Cali, how I was nonchalant. And, and so now I, 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 
did all of my research. I, I put my heart and soul. I prayed about it. I mean, I, I told him, you know, my trio story, everything I could like to get this job, you know? And so I get this interview and I, they tell me, okay, Maurice, um, you know, we sent you an email on, on the PowerPoint of what, you, of, what, of what we want you to present on. And I go, what? I, I guess I didn't read my email, so I didn't get what they wanted me to, to present on. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to get the job. Like, I, I, oh, my God, like, I, I have a big thing that I don't have. And I go, you know what? Um, I, I don't have what you sent me. Can we do, like, like a like a one-on-one mock uh, counseling session with the student? And they go, yeah, sure. Yeah. So one of the guys got into as a, a, he was a, like in a, like a kid, like a student. I was the advisor and he asked me questions and I just, I did the, you know, the session and they were like, Oh my gosh, like you did everything that, you know, that, that we would do, you know? And I told him my trio story and I'm thinking, okay, you know, hopefully I get the job. And, and of course, as you know, it, it takes sometimes weeks and weeks to get back. Absolutely. And my wife, did you get the job? Like, I mean, she's packing things up. Like, she's putting things in boxes <laughs> right, for leaving. <laughs> and I remember uh, Miss Diana Guerrero, she was the, the, the advisor at the time. She goes, Mr. Maurice, I want to tell you uh, that you got the job. I'm like, okay. She's like, you don't seem excited. Well, you just told me I didn't get the job. Remember, I'm dyslexic, so what I heard was I didn't get the you job. You didn't get the job, yeah. 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 She's like, no, 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 no we are offering you a position. And I'm like, Oh, oh uh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, like, Oh my gosh. She's like, Mr. Maurice, like, you know, you were by far like what I, what I was looking for. Like you, you were what we were looking for. You had that right trio on. heart. And that's right the first on. time I heard that trio heart. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I will not disappoint you. And so that's how I got to trio at Idaho State University. Wow, Thanks. Maurice, that is such an amazing story. That is, you've, you've really come a trio full circle, as we say, right? Yeah. You come yes. from, uh, you know, uh, going through everything, uh, getting your transition and not really knowing what you're doing and then just skyrocketing through your master's and then now here you are working for Idaho State University. Such an amazing story, Maurice. Thank you so much thank for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's a, it's long, but I mean, it's, it's, you know how, how they have that thing where your journey is a straight line, which it isn't, you know, you go through all these peaks and valleys and twists and right. turns, and, you know, and, and a lot of it for me was actually self-sabotage. You know, I didn't want to live in the greatness that, that was put before me and I didn't believe in myself. And, yeah. and when, when people told me, Maurice, like, you're, you're great, like you're awesome. And I, I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe that, that I was worthy of, having this job or, or even coming to get this PhD, which I didn't get, you know, um, but it took me to come to Idaho to get my dream job, which is here, you know? Yeah. And Maurice, I will say that in the interview questions that I had, you really hit all those points. And I am so grateful that you did because it just flowed so smoothly and so nicely. So I'm going to go ahead and skip ahead in the interest of time. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, hold you over more than, um, than we requested. So I'm going to skip ahead. Um, in your reflecting on your entire journey and in your entire journey with trio with college, what would be some advice that you would give to our listeners that are currently listening to right now? They, they could be uh, get that, you know, uh, casual listeners or students, alum or staff. What, what, what's something that you want to share with them as you reflect on this journey? 
Well, <clears throat> as, as I reflect on this journey, I guess I want to say um, whatever you put your mind to it, you can do it. Um, my mom used to tell me that uh, you can talk yourself into anything and you can talk yourself out of anything Oh yeah, as well. And so in saying that, like, if college is what you want to do, if, what you, if that's what you want to pursue, like, do it. And you, you, your major may change. It's okay. Um, you may get into financial issues or um, academic issues. It's, it's, it's okay. Um, it's, it's what you do once you get through it, um, to, to, you know, to show the, the perseverance and the grit and the, the determination um, that you have within yourself. And um, again, utilize those resources, you know, like even though, you know, I, I was in trio, I didn't utilize those resources. And maybe if I did, you know, things would have been different. And like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, even if you don't know how, like, you know, sometimes, you know, as, as, as a advisor, you can pick up on things, but, you know, as an adult, you know, not everybody's going to, or, or have the energy to want to pick up on stuff like that. So you have to be an advocate for yourself and speak up for yourself and, and know that trio was put in place to help, you know, like every time we, we talk to new students, um, we want to make sure that trio is their home away from home, that, that they feel safe and secure one and that we can help them get that degree, that four year degree, you know, um, and, um, and that's what we're putting in place for, you know, it, this, this, this trio to me is, this is not a job. Like, like this is something that, um, I mean, if you believe in destiny, this is destiny. Like, like I, I love my, I love my job. I, I love coming to work. I love working with my, you know, with my coworkers, Juanita, Denise and Randall Lynn and, 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 and seeing the vision that, you know, Sari has for our, all of our trio programs. Um, and, um, and for people who are kind of on the fence, you know, um, it's, it's okay. Cause you, you don't have to have everything figured out. Like uh, you don't have to have your four year plan figured out. You, all, all, all I want you to be is, is, you know, get to college and, and hopefully we can get you through the rest, you know, but you have to want it. Like I, we can't, I can't go to class for you. I can't go to tutoring. Like you have to do the work to get through, to get that degree, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. What about some advice for current trio, uh, trio uh, sorry, current trio staff or even retired staff? Sure. Um, you know, uh, great question because, you know, I've had uh, two trio uh, coworkers who have retired. One who was retired like a couple of days ago, um, uh, um, Cheryl Zimmer and my partner, Miss Diana Guerrero, who retired a couple of years ago, she had and both had done 20 plus years service with trio and, um, Miss Diana, when she retired, like I said, she had been here 20 plus years and she's told me Maurice, um, you know, uh, we are here for the students, you know, um, whatever issues you have or, you know, we as adults have, leave them at the door. You know, we're here to help the students. Um, and it's not about us at the moment. We're here to help them to be successful and to see their success. And um, Cheryl said uh, that, you know, these 20 plus years have gone by so fast, it was almost like a blink of an eye. She remembers being, you know, her first couple of years and 
everything goes so fast, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I guess uh, to really relish in the moments with the students um, and, and, and with your time with trio and also like do service, you know, I mean, you're doing a service to, with the students, but do, do service within your region, you know, in our region, in the NAOP region, um, I do a service. We have a, a store called the friends of NAOP store where we have items for students, uh, merchandise that um, programs can buy um, uh, for their kids, you know, uh, thumb drives and folders and backpacks and so forth. Amazing. And that's part of my service that, that I want to provide to our program and, and being the best person you can, you know, be genuine, be real, like be honest. Like, like that's, I think that is the realness. Like students, they don't want things sugarcoated. They, they want the, they want the realness. They want to be told what's real and what's true, you know? Absolutely. Well, Maurice, it was such an honor to have you on the podcast uh, and especially you sharing your story. Uh, we will need to follow up with you soon again. Awesome. Um, you know where I'm at. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, go ahead. And, uh, I mean, if you're up here in Idaho, man, please, you know, stop by the university. Oh. You know, I gotta let you meet the, you know, the wife and get some food and, and uh, you know, and, you know, I hope to see you in person someday. Oh, a, we have to, you know, you know, something like that, you know? Absolutely. Me, me and the team, I know we're excited. We we're, we're hoping to raise funds to be able to do that, to go to, to onsite institutions and try and inter- interview and talk to trio students on there at, 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 at their host institution. That, that'd be really super exciting. So Maurice, before we leave, we'd love for you to do, do us the honor and signing off for us. Okay. All right. Well, Hey, Maurice Pittman here. Um, TRIO Student Support Services Counselor Advisor. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. Um, I'll let you know that TRIO truly works. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Maurice. You're welcome. Thank you. So here's part of the interview with Maurice Pittman, who we, we did this uh, after, his in, uh, after his initial interview. We did a follow-up instead. So in this podcast or in the following recording, you hear Maurice giving, giving us an update of his life and things that have uh, turned uh, for the best uh, while working for Trio. So again, fo- this following recording is after uh, Maurice's initial interview. We followed up a quick 20, 30 minute conversation and we decided to condense that. We have about a 10 minute, uh, it's approximately five to 10 minutes. Um, of Maurice uh, talking about updates. So please enjoy. Um, uh, I, I wanted to just reiterate something that we talked about in our podcast. And I had two things that I wanted to discuss um, real brief. And basically it's, it's how like trio is full circle. And um, we talked, I think I talked about how when I moved to Idaho, I was a student and I was uh, moving here for a PhD program. Um, in counselor education and that, you know, for whatever reason didn't work out. Um, but I didn't want to say actually, uh, after we finished our podcast, I got, I had a plot. I was, I've been applying to a, another, uh, a PhD program in education. And after the podcast, the letter came in the mail that I got accepted. So I start in the fall. Congratulations, man. Thank you, man. So I, I got to make a difference, man. You know, people of color, man, we got to get that education and then show Absolutely. that hey, we can do it, you know? And, um, and I'm really excited, man, because I, I took a class over the summer 
and um, we're trying to get published, man, using like kind of like Black Lives Matter and COVID and kind of doing some stuff with that. It's in all in the works, but um, and then the second thing was uh, we talked about uh, COE, which was last in uh, Chicago, and here at, at, at ISU we have a big team because we have all all the grants, and so we have to we have to like kind of take our turns when, when we can go to different conferences. And so there's always a list of, okay, someone's going here, someone's going there. Mm-hmm. So when it was my turn three years ago, we, we, we planned out Chicago. I said, well, you know, I'm, I kind of, I kind of want to re- reach out to my dad. Um, like I said, you know, my parents were divorced and I really didn't broke with my dad. Yeah. Uh, but um, so it was three years in the making, but I got a hold of my dad a couple of weeks before uh, mm-hmm. the conference and um, we hooked up after the conference, and I stayed with him for for a week or so. And we um, we basically got close again, man. So I mean, it was oh, good. you know, because sometimes it's hard to travel, you know, and oh, yeah. uh, sometimes it's always great if it's if it's on the bill of trio to go somewhere, you know, special <laughs> where there's relatives involved. And but I just want to say, man, like like trio has brought my me and my dad closer together, man. I, you know, like it's That's just amazing really how, how trio brings families together, and and it just does stuff like that. So I, that's what I wanted to say. And I felt that that was important, I guess, maybe for me to say like, like things just go full circle, basically brother, straight Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Maurice, yeah. I think that's very important to add on to the overall um, part of your story, right? That that's that, uh, the closing and how this is still not the end for you. This is still the beginning. It's right. going into a doctoral program and then making it, uh, reconnecting with your dad. That's, that's just adding more and more layers to your story, which we will add all of this, what you just said to, and weave it into the podcast. But awesome. uh, uh, I'm going to also say that uh, connecting with you has been a, not a blessing in disguise. I want to call it, 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 it was a meeting of, of fates, a meeting of destiny because Bro. we needed to witness your, your rise. We needed to witness your rise. Bro, I want to tell you like, man, like, I was wishing for something like this, like a platform for workers and students and staff to just talk about what they do, you know? And, and I, like I said, I mentioned to a friend of mine in New Mexico, Bernadine, she said, oh yeah, there's one. And, and I was like, what? Like, ah, you know? And um, yeah. like, thank you for what you're doing, man, because it's growing too. Like I, I, as, I, as, I, as I've been listening to your podcast, you know, first it was very small with people in your, in your area. And now, you, you know, you branched out, you COE and yeah, stuff like that. I mean, but, I mean, sky's the limit, brother. And I, and I wish the best and hopefully Thank we you. get to meet in person someday, man. And Maurice, uh, I would love nothing more than to go to Idaho and have some <laughs> cakes with you, man. Uh, it would be amazing. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome, brother. Like, like and you got to come down to Colorado. I'll take you out to some of the good spots out here. Yeah, I've never been. I have never been to Colorado. Okay. No. And um, I, I got to make my way out there, man. Straight up. I will. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, and Maurice, I know you're a super busy guy, but I just have a couple more questions for you. Sure. Since, sure. Uh, since becoming a professional in trio and inspiring a lot of stories. And just by the way, uh, Sylvia, you and Sylvia's episode will be published this weekend together. Oh. So there'll be two separate podcasts, but they'll be published together. Um, I just, uh, it's, it's amazing to see you going from uh, one end being a student and now being a trio professional and giving back. Um, what, what do you see for the, uh, the current affair for trio? Do you, what do you see in its future and, and what do you hope to see as it continues to grow? Wow. That's a great question. It's a loaded question, man. I mean, like with, with the state of how things are going right now, 
Um, first off, I, I, I want to uh, meet my numbers straight up, but I still want to make an impact with the students because right now a lot of things are still kind of virtual. And sometimes it's, it's difficult to try and, I guess, make that personal contact over the internet, you know, um, with the kids. But I'm hoping for the future that trio is still strong. I mean, um, we, 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 we lasted through, you know, this COVID period from the spring through the summer was still seeing students and still, and still performing duties and still, you know, branching out and, and getting people motivated for school and so forth that it just continues to motivate students to go further and, and further their education or, or further themselves. Um, um, and our, and to our legislatures, like, Hey man, trio, like it, it matters. Like trio does work. I mean, look, look at your fact books when you get them from your, you know, your, your trio people, like read them. Like, like we're, we're not just numbers. We're people where we're like, you know, these kids, they need these programs to get the help, you know, to, to further their education or, or even think about going further than just high school and, or, you know, whatever else is in their community. So, and, and, and we're, and we're all community advocates, you know, we, we're, we're here for our students to make sure that, that they have what they need to, to be sustainable, you know? So I hope that, um, and I know that trio will still be there and that that's all that I'm banking on brother. And we just, I mean, so we just got refunded, you know, SSS. Oh, yeah, that's right. Congratulations. <laughs> So that's always good. So another, another, another five years of, of making a difference and, and helping the students, you know. Absolutely. It's fantastic news to hear that your SSS program was refunded. Uh, best of luck to you, Maurice, on your doctoral path. We congratulate you and we're, we are very honored to be witnessing your rise. And uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for sharing all your updates. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. And yes, we definitely need to connect at some point, man. Yeah, outside yeah, of all this. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Yeah, we did. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for sharing the updates, Maurice. And uh, we definitely need to get you on the podcast again, for sure. Whenever, man. I'm here, man. I'm, right on. I'm, a, I'm a fan, bro. And I, and I keep sharing and liking and all that stuff, man, on, on, on Instagram and on Facebook, man. So We appreciate you for that. Thank gotta you. Get it out. Gotta get the word out there, brother, you know? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. And yeah, yeah. All right, Maurice. You have a great day. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Are you a participant, alum, or staff of a trio program? Do you want your program highlighted? You or your program could be featured in an upcoming episode of Let's Talk Trio. Get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page or Instagram and send us a direct message. Search for Let's Talk Trio. We want to get your story to the public. What a fascinating interview with Maurice Pittman at Idaho State University. When you listen to stories of perseverance and determination, I hope that people picture Maurice and students like him who continuously come back and they know that they can accomplish a degree and they know that they, so long as they have the support and the people that are around them forming a community, that it is important that we surround our students this way. So thank you to Maurice for being on the podcast. A huge thank you to our sponsors, Student Access and Angelica Villalpando for continuing to support the podcast. Thank you. Remember to give us a message if you'd ever like to be featured on the podcast. We can receive your message either through Instagram, Facebook, via direct message, or email us at Let's Talk Trio, all one word, L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O 
at gmail.com. I want to say a quick thank you to the podcast team. Amelia Castañeda, our producer and marketing manager. John Russell, our editor, audio engineer, and music producer. Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. Honorary members of Let's Talk Trio include Tony Ho, Scott Kendall, and Roger Chambers. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.